0: proud proudly brings to you its podcast champion of the world, the host of World Wrestling Radio right here, the webmaster, Wade Needham, or that Ring Scoops guy. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back, World Wrestling Radio live after a holiday week. Did a pre-tape. Two days after Thanksgiving, but we were not live on the night of Thanksgiving last Thursday night. No, no, no. We took a week off from being live right here on twitch.tv slash Guy. How was your Thanksgiving? I hope it was as good as mine. Mine turned out pretty good. I was originally going to be home alone. But some plans changed and, uh, well, I actually got to spend uh, Thanksgiving with, with my parents and my brother. It was a very good Thanksgiving. And now onward to Christmas. How's everybody's Christmas shopping going? Send out your Christmas cards yet? I know I have finished my shopping. Christmas cards, different story. I think this might be the first year that I finally pulled the trigger on going all digital with Christmas cards in the past, it, it every year it just dwindles down. I used to send out dozens of cards. I think last year I sent out maybe six, seven tops maybe. Um, the rest, everybody just said, hey, happy holidays or merry Christmas or happy Kwanzaa or whatever part of the world you celebrate a certain holiday, whatever, um, it came through either, you know, a Facebook DM, sharing on your wall, a DM on Twitter, or Instagram. It's kind of like the whole thing with like high school reunions in a way, right? We didn't have a 10-year high school reunion for my graduating class because everybody was friends on Facebook. And I remember a bunch of us were DMing each other about what to do about it, where to have it. And um, the majority of people that I graduated with decided that they didn't want to have a high school reunion because, well, we all keep in touch on Facebook. I was one that wanted to actually get together because it's, it's different when you're when you're face to face. You're in a room. You're interacting with each other. You know what I mean? Is it, is different? It's it's real. When you're behind a keyboard and you got a delay of like sending a message and waiting for somebody to read it and to respond back and all that stuff. It's it's tainted to me. I understand certain people don't like to travel, they may be a little too far away. I get that part, yeah. But a lot of the people that are still in the same area decided, you know what, we're not gonna get together. We see each other on Facebook. And I think it's pretty sad. I think I'm I, I graduated in one of the one of the first generations to to start thinking about that. Because, you know, the 10-year high school reunion and every 10 years after that, because I'm coming up on my 20th, class of 2001, um, so I'm about a year and a half away from my 20-year high school reunion, or what probably will not be a reunion because, like I said, everybody decided that we all talk on Facebook. But, you know, I unfriended a lot of them. So they don't talk to me on Facebook. uh, And I don't talk to them much. Um, However... Recently, actually, I just reconnected with a friend of mine from high school that I haven't talked to in 20 years. And, um, you yeah, know, I, I don't, I don't know why we stopped talking to each other 20 years ago. I really don't. Um, I don't even know who stopped talking to who. I just remember, you know, we just, I guess, just grew apart as friends, but we were real tight in junior high and high school. But we've, um, reconnected with each other through Facebook and, uh, you know, we're having a good time catching up with each other, you know, the past 20 years. I mean, it's a lot of time, 20 years, you know, and, uh, it's very good to have that friend in my life again, because we were so close way back in the day and all these years, you know, not a day went by that I didn't think about my friend. And, uh, well, now we're talking again. So it's a good thing right there. He's doing pretty good too. He's got a very beautiful family. He's doing wonderful things right now, and uh, yeah, it's good. Life is good, right? Tonight on World Wrestling Radio Live, I've got a series of topics over here on my whiteboard. Just real briefly to run them down real quick. We're going to talk about the Wednesday night ratings. We're gonna—I'm going to give my thoughts on NXT this week. Since we missed a week too, um, I want to give my thoughts on the whole uh, Mauro Ranallo situation. I've got some interesting thoughts on that. A lot of people probably won't like. Um, I'm also going to talk a little bit about who I think some of my early predictions are to win the men's and the women's Royal Rumble matches next month in January. And of course, one of the big breaking news stories that um, went mainstream this week that was broke months ago is that John Morrison's coming back to the WWE. And I'll get into that in a minute of why I chose my words the way I did on that. But just to remind everybody out there, if you guys want to tune or not tune in, you guys are tuning in. If you would like to call in to World Wrestling Radio Live, if you would like to express your thoughts on any of the topics or even a topic that's not really brought up, all you have to do is go on to Discord. You can type in in the chat, it's exclamation point call, get the info there in the link. Um... You click on the link, go to Discord, you hop into the caller waiting room, and then uh, please, I ask to be, please be patient, and then I will get to your call. I will bring you live on the air. We will discuss professional wrestling because that's what we do here on World Wrestling Radio Live. Yeah, it's It feels good to be back. It feels good to have a show that's, World Wrestling Radio, I mean, the brand of World Wrestling Radio goes way back. And we didn't have the show for, for quite a while, for about a decade. But now we're back with this name. And it's live like World Wrestling Radio can only be. I never wanted to bring World Wrestling Radio back and it not be live. It has to be live. And I have to take phone calls. Well, now we can be live. Now we could take calls, and it's all done so so easily. I don't really have to have a whole lot of equipment—a mic, a webcam, and a computer. Whereas back in the day, to do all that, I shelled out over two hundred dollars a month. That World Wrestling Radio Live to be able to have a a, a toll free eight hundred number for everybody to call into, and and to have the webcam set up, and 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 to learn all the different um, uh, programming or shouldn't say programming because HTML is not really programming. Um, It's hypertext market language. Uh, But back in the day, Web 1.0, you know, it was tough to be able to. The stuff that like Twitch and a lot of these other uh, platforms do right now, I did manually way back in the day. So, you know, I'm not trying to brag or anything. I'm just saying it's a lot easier to do this now. Thank God. And uh, everything is, is finally caught up. And it's so easy to do this. I can I can probably just do this off my cell phone if I really wanted to, and that's a cool thing right there. So yeah, all right. So let's uh, let's jump into wrestling. Um, let's talk about the Wednesday night ratings, and then uh, I'll give my thoughts on uh, last night's NXT, which I just finally watched earlier today, so it's still kind of fresh in my mind. So the numbers are in for the tenth night of the Wednesday night wars. Wednesday Night Wars, which I'll get into that in a little bit, too. Uh, AEW is back in the winner's circle by a slim margin. AEW Dynamite on TNT did 851,000 overnight viewers, rebounding from last week's series low of 663,000 overnight viewers. NXT was also up this week, doing 845,000 overnight viewers. Last week, they did 810,000. The numbers for the demos: NXT pulled a point twenty nine, AEW pulled a point thirty two in the eighteen to forty nine rating. It's good numbers. It's a very very close race between these two shows, and um, I think that's a good thing. Um, AEW, I think, is still trying to find its footing with some some of the stuff. Uh, if you were to take all these numbers in the last ten weeks or so, if you put them in a chart. I think the AEW line would probably be a little bit more jagged. It would look more like, you know, like a mouthful of shark's teeth. And um, I think the NXT bar would probably be a, you know, I have some peaks and valleys, but I think it will be a little bit more steady. You know? Um, but that's to be expected. WWE runs NXT. WWE's been doing production for how many decades? Um, AEW... As a whole, has only been around a couple of months doing this. Um, I know a lot of the people that are doing production have been in the production business for quite some time. I understand that. And that's cool. I like it. Um, One of the things that I like about having AEW around, uh, even though it's not my cup of tea, um, is that it's somebody else's cup of tea. Uh, those that are disgruntled with anything else that was out there in the world of professional wrestling, whether it be WWE or Impact Wrestling or Ring of Honor, you, you know, there's another promotion out there now, AEW. So that's a, a new show for, for fans to tune into and to try to get into and whatnot. And a lot have. And that's a beautiful thing, man. It really is. I'm say that right here, right now. It's a beautiful thing. I am not going to knock AEW. I'm not going to make fun of AEW or anything like that. I'll say this, though. It's just not my cup of tea, man. Um, I stopped watching three weeks ago. I just can't get into it. I can't get into any of the, the performers. I can't get into any of the stories. Um, the only thing that I like that has a familiar look to it is, is the production style because it reminds me a lot of WCW. And I'm not saying that to you know, talk shit or anything like that on, on AEW. You know, um, I'm sure, you know, it has something to do with a lot of production guys that work for WCW are working for AEW now. And, you know, some of the, the, the tricks of the trade still hold true to, you know, if it worked then, it works now sometimes. And, and, and to a degree, it does. You're tuning into AEW that first night, man. I tuned in. It was cool to see the TNT logo down there in the bottom corner. And then to hear Tony Schiavone's voice, welcome folks to, you know, all elite wrestling on TNT. You know, it was just, it was great. It's a little different to hear JR's voice, especially seeing JR side by side with Tony Schiavone. I mean, that's something I haven't seen in God, who knows how long, you know, and it was cool. Cause there was that fresh face and that fresh voice. I shouldn't say face, the fresh mask of Excalibur on the broadcast team too. Uh, By the time they made it to television, they definitely got a lot of their um, commentary issues done and fixed. Because I remember, um, what was his name? Alex Marvez that was doing commentary, like the the first two big pay-per-views or three pay-per-views. He just didn't add anything to the table. So by the time they got to television, they got everything straightened out. They got Jr. as the lead play-by-play guy. You got Tony Schiavone, who's got the same experience as Jim Ross that can... Come in there and tell just a good a story or play by play as well. So you got two guys that can fall back on each other whenever one isn't really up to par one night or whatnot, right? Then you have Excalibur, who's got a tremendous voice. He he's his voice was made for broadcasting. He's got a great voice, and he's got that he's got that knowledge of a lot of the guys knowledge of, of those on a roster that have not seen much mainstream exposure. So that's smart to have a guy like that do commentary for this roster, especially considering a lot of the people in AEW have a lot of their roots from Southern California and Excalibur, Southern California, you know, with, uh, with PWG and everything he did before that. So, you know, it's a smart, it's good stuff, right? It's just not my cup of tea, man. It's just not. It's just not. I was talking to my buddy Macavall earlier today and he told me that uh, Chris Jericho started doing the list gimmick over there in AEW this week. Which is kinda of funny to me because, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago didn't Jericho talk about, you know, WWE having bad booking decisions and, and whatnot. So he's gonna he's gonna bring back something he used over in the W W E, huh? Alright. Whatever. I think it's kind of fucked up. But, hey. That's just my thoughts on that, man. Uh, so, apparently, and I heard this from my buddy Mac, too. And he sent me the video about it. And I saw, you know, what other people had to say about this. Um, and before I watched the video, what the way that everybody made it out was like TNT and AEW just completely trashed NXT. But, apparently, I guess they put this video out to highlight... Uh, the last couple of weeks of AEW and kind of like, you know, fluffed them up on television. I guess it played during the NBA uh, the other night. And, um, you know, before I watched the video and I saw and heard a lot of the, the feedback on this, it sounded like they were really gunning at NXT and just completely trying to just trash them and talk shit on them directly. Then I watched the video. Now, I'm not going to defend TNT or AEW or or anything like that. But having watched the video it wasn't to to me it it wasn't it wasn't as crazy as I had expected it to be. Sure, and some of the quotes from the feedback for the first couple of weeks of AEW, yeah, they mentioned NXT. You know, some of the fan feedback said AEW crushed NXT, AEW, you know, annihilate is better than NXT, you know, stuff like that, right? Um, it, it just wasn't as, as malicious as I thought it was going to be based off the feedback that I saw and heard about it. Um, I would have never even mentioned NXT if I was putting together that video package. I mean, why, 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 man? it's a fluff piece about your own, uh, programming. So why mention somebody else? I mean, there's other sites, there's other streams, there's other podcasts, all that kind of stuff that, you know, I'll tune in, I'll listen to some of their stuff. Um, I've heard people tell me that, you know, my content may be better than somebody else's or something like that. You don't see me using that kind of stuff because one, I don't, I don't need to, my product speaks for itself. And, and second um, why am I going to give a uh, promotion or publicity to, to somebody else? Yeah, you know, I know it's probably gonna be somebody out there and be like, well, you know, after the first week of the, the Wednesday night wars, WWE congratulated AEW. They did. They did. It was not done in any kind of a malicious tone. It wasn't done in any kind of fluff piece or anything like that. That was all a branch. There's two big differences on that. Um, Way, way, big differences on that kind of stuff. But anyway, so yeah, that's yeah, that's what I, it, it, Wednesday night ratings, uh, that's what I think about, you know, with the the little video that TNT put out. I supposedly, I guess Cody said that it, that they didn't make the decision on that. That was all TNT. Um, from what I saw, I, I agree with that. Um, that's not to say that Cody and anyone else in aew probably didn't see the video beforehand. Uh, I, I don't believe that TNT would just air something like that without even showing anybody in AEW. Um, but I do believe, just based off of the style of that video, what like how it was presented, the, the way it looked, it, just everything about it just screamed it was network-made. Because there are two different types of, of uh, adverts that play. There's, there's one that the actual programming does. And there's one that the network does next time you're watching Monday night raw, watch vignettes for WWE shop and tell me if they're different than vignettes that USA runs for their shows. They're different. They are way, way different in the way that the tone is set and and whatnot. uh, Music choice types of voiceovers, the vocal variations, you know, of the narration, if there are any, just, you could tell the difference or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm too naive in that. Maybe I'm, I'm too wrapped up in my own, uh, experience in this field that it's just second nature for me. I could just, I could see that shit a mile away. I don't know. Maybe, maybe to the naked eye, it's, it's not that obvious. I, I have no idea. It's, it's maybe it's one of those situations. I'm just too close to it. Okay. Anyway. Uh, NXT thoughts. Uh, so apparently, okay. <laughs> all right. I don't know what, so, what, what came first, the chicken or the egg, right? Do I want to talk about NXT last night first, or do I want to talk about Mauro Ranallo? Maybe we should talk about NXT first. Cause I know I'm probably going to turn a lot of people away with my thoughts on Mauro Ronaldo Okay. So, uh, NXT started off with, uh, Killian Dane versus Pete Dunn. Boy, man? What a what a opening match for NXT, man. Uh, these two guys, Killian Dane and, and Pete Dunne, they just beat the shit out of each other, just straight up. This was just two tough dudes, just just smacking each other around, just beating each other to a pulp. Um, who would have thought, right? Like a year ago, and I, I all due respect to these guys, right? Who would have thought a year ago? That Pete Dunn and Killian Dane would be like one of those must-see feuds that's developing uh, and, and whatnot, right? Um, but I, I think that I think these two have something special. It's a solid match. Um, I've heard some people on Twitter say you know that they don't feel like they've got that much chemistry. I think if you give them a couple more matches under their belt, maybe on some uh, NXT house shows too, kind of just work some kinks out, go to the Performance Center, work some stuff out, I think these guys will, will have one hell of a match on a takeover down the road. Um, Killian Dane is an amazing talent for his size especially, and Pete Dunn is just almost on that, on that next level. Pete Dunne is is a star in the making. This guy is just phenomenal. Um, up next on uh, on NXT, Keith Lee promised the Undisputed Era that he will soon take all their gold. And he didn't know what gold he wanted to start with. Yeah. yeah, I just I loved the segment. Um, it all started with the Undisputed Era came out. Adam Cole cut a, a, a huge promo. Uh, Adam Cole is just phenomenal on the mic. Undisputed Era are over big time. Uh, it's just, isn't it kind of weird though that every time they come out, Bobby Fish is always injured, whether it be kayfabe or not. Just, I don't know if it's like, if it, if he's really injured or if it's like part of storyline, but Jesus Christ, the perception is reality, right? And my perception of Bobby Fish is that he's fucking one injury-prone motherfucker. He may not be. I don't know, this could be all for storyline. But Jesus Christ, guys, come on, man. Give this guy a break. Or maybe he's giving himself a couple of breaks with some broken arms so I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so yeah, um, Keith Lee came out after uh, Cole cut a great promo. Um, he's, he pretty much said that he's going to take all the gold. He doesn't know which one he's going to start with and whatnot. Um, and uh, it was just overall just a great segment, man. Um, overall, se- it was it was fun. Um, it was it served more than a, than just a reminder that that Keith Lee is great, but. It also continued to to build uh, Champa and Cole as well. Um, you know, it just it was good stuff overall. It just I have no no other way to explain it. Other day, it's it just a very enjoyable segment for me. Then we saw uh, Shanna Baszler versus Zia uh, Lee. Um, you know, it wasn't wasn't the greatest match. It was it was good for TV. It's very very good for TV. It's good to see Zia uh, Lee get some. Uh, some TV time. Very talented woman. Very talented professional wrestler right there. Um, she had uh, she got a brief moment in the spotlight. Uh, she looked like if, you know, if they gave them some good time, she'd be able to definitely hang with Baszler. Uh, but, of course, the Queen of Spades, too much for her. Um, so, yeah, Shanna Baszler picks up the victory in a pretty decent match. Uh, Forgotten Sons versus uh, Adrian Alanis and Leon Ruff. I just don't give a crap about the Forgotten Sons. These guys are just boring as fuck to me, man. I just, you know, I, the moment I, saw, I heard their music, I started fast-forwarding and it didn't take long. It was, I guess it was a squash match because it, it's like a, a minute or two after fast-forwarding the match was over, I, I saw. So, you know, I just, I don't know, the Forgotten Sons is a stupid name, stupid look, stupid music, just, I just, oh, Jesus Christ. Get them off my fucking television. Fucking guys. Uh, Mia Yim gets revenge on Dakota Kai. And then Shayna Baszler gives Rhea Ripley a title match. Uh, Dakota Kai admitted backstage that, uh, you know, she was the one that laid out Mia Yim promised to do the same to Rhea Ripley. Uh, Ripley arrived to call Kai's betrayal uh, clever, only to reveal her own trick. Mia then returned and attacked the captain of team, of, of team Kick. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. The head batty threw Kai into the barricade repeatedly. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, pretty much, uh, you know, after all this, it was a big schmas that came out. Just a huge fight between everybody. Um, the NXT Women's Champion announced that Rhea Ripley would get her title match on December 18th. It was just overall, it was really good, man. It was really good. It wasn't like your typical um, segment with uh, with women, especially in the WWE. Sometimes they shit, you know, with the women in the WWE, especially like on Raw and SmackDown, it could just get very catty, very, very gaudy. You know, just, yeah, just want to rip my eyeballs out and plug my ears up with shit, you know. But this was really, really good stuff right here. Um, just chaos reigned supreme in the women's division. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of women want a shot at the, uh, the women's championship. Shayna Baszler is, is, is ho- held to the title for what? Uh, over a year now. Right. I'm not the history guy. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Um, they would, you know, I, I don't, I don't see Shayna losing the title on, uh, on, uh, I don't want to say just some random NXT because I mean they kind of built towards this. They announced it two weeks ahead of time. I think it was two weeks, right? Yeah, two weeks. So it's not it's not just a, a random NXT or anything like that. But I just I don't know, man. After holding on to the title for oh, well over a year, I would just, I would hate to see Shannon Baszler drop the belt on a Wednesday night. But considering that you know there's this war going on 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 Wednesday nights. I could see them actually pulling that off. So, who knows. Okay. Moving on with NXT. Cassius Ono. Oh no. He's on my television again, really? I just can't get into Cassius Ono either. Matt Riddle, I'm like I'm just on the fence. Um I just I don't I don't know. I guess I just don't like the character. Um I'm not a big fan of of his mic skills. Not I'm not saying he sucks. I just just not my cup of tea. Um there's nothing about Cassius Ohno that that interests me. So when I saw that they were having a match, I was just like, eh, eh, "Oh no." But, you know, it wasn't too bad of a match. When the bell rings, especially with uh with Matt Riddle, I mean, he he can perform. Um Ono can perform too. You know, they they, they, had, they had a, a an interesting match it was, it was uh it was good to see that it was a complete match um especially considering the stuff that they did what it a year year and a half ago or so uh, a while back um it's just like I don't know man it just just didn't do it for me but it, you know it was it, it wasn't wasn't bad i didn't I didn't skip all the way through i I skipped parts but uh yeah there you go all right so uh kashida masshiita came back um, he's been out of action for a couple of months now with a, a broken wrist and uh, they did a beautiful video package for this man uh, highlighting you know the time that he had to be with his uh, with his wife and his daughter during his injury and that he's not fighting for himself anymore he's fighting for his daughter and he's fighting for his wife he's fighting for his family. Oh my god I, it, that video package could bring a tear to a glass eyeball. That was just phenomenal. It really was. It was an amazing piece of television right there. Really uh, grabbed you by the heartstrings, man. Hearts don't have strings, do they? Unless you want to, I don't know. Veins and arteries are are strings, I guess. You could pull on those. You could die, but yeah. Anyway, so uh, Raw Mendoza was going to come out to challenge Kushida. But no, 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 no. Cameron Grimes came out and he took out Raul Mendoza. And and then the music plays for Cameron Grimes. It's like I was all into this, right? Up until all of a sudden like the music hits and he comes out and he says, "You're my opponent now." And he gets in the ring and Morrow's like, "Oh, I just got word that this is this is going to be an official match." Mama mia. No, <laughs> you If it was not supposed to happen. Why was his music and Titan Tron queued up at the right time? And Morrow. The referee's not stopping anything. No one's running out from the back. There's music playing for this guy. He's walked from the ramp all the way to the ring. Nobody stopped anything. Oh, but as soon as the bell rings, literally to a T... When the bell rings, Morrow pops off. I've just been informed this match is official. No shit, Sherlock. Jesus fucking Christ, Morrow. Oh my God. It just, I don't know, man. The match itself was fun to watch. I'm a a big fan of Cameron Grimes. I'm a big fan of uh, Kushida. And these guys, I felt they had great chemistry. I would love to see some more from these guys going at it. Just, it just didn't make sense to me. If this was supposed to be impromptu, if this was supposed to be a surprise and an impromptu, you know, guy taking over the match, I would have never had the music. I would have had, as soon as he took the dude out, all the refs come out. They're stopping him. Kushida's in the ring looking on. Grimes is like, I want you, I want you. And then, you know kashida can 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 go up to the ropes and, and yell out and be like if you want me I'm right here and like the original ref in the ring can be talking with kashida and kashida can say you know what screw it I want him and then that ref signals like let him to the ring get in the ring he rings the bell to me that just it would have been more fluid it would have been more more logical it would have been more natural it wouldn't have felt like it was completely planned and I got a problem with that and, of course, i got a problem with But, hey, you know what? One thing I learned in the last two weeks is, uh, especially being a, a commentator myself, I probably shouldn't give my thoughts publicly on another commentator, right? Maybe I should just go delete my fucking Twitter account. I'll get into that in a minute. Uh, the main event was the Undisputed Era versus uh, Ciampa, Keith Lee, and... Uh, Dijakovic. Um, I really didn't, honestly, just didn't really care for this match that much. I mean, it had some really good moments. One of the things that I absolutely loved was that camera shot of Keith Lee popping his head up like he's fucking Griff Tannen. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was really good, man. That was phenomenal. Keith Lee is going to be a gigantic superstar for their the WWE and for the NXT brand. It's just, I'm just loving everything they're doing. They, they really they made him a made man the weekend of TakeOver and Survivor Series. Okay. Good stuff. For the most part, I really enjoyed uh, NXT this week. There was a couple things that, you know, I just didn't get into. But nothing's perfect. So. That brings us to the Morrow situation. We'll start from the beginning here. I'm going to read this report. It was uh, from ProWrestlingSheet.com. Uh, I believe Ryan Satin. Yeah, Ryan Satin. Okay, so uh, this was... When was this posted? This was posted December 2nd, a couple days ago. Because it was... The, I mean, the headline says, Morrow and All is set to return to NXT commentary following a brief hiatus. So when I read this out loud, just keep in mind this was written on the second. But I'm just I'm I'm reading this because, I'm going to give background information, not like everybody fucking doesn't already know. But I didn't you know, I didn't do a, a live show last week. Did pre-tape with my buddy Adrian, and we didn't talk about this. So Pro Wrestling Sheet has learned that Marwinolo has informed WWE officials that he'll be returning to work this week on NXT, and unfortunately, he did. Uh, okay. Um, Morrow was booked to call a few matches at Survivor Series. The announcer left the arena before the show. However, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, due to being upset over Corey Graves criticizing his commentary via Twitter during Takeover, criticizing, yeah, right. So uh, during Survivor Series, it was said that Morrow blew out his voice as a cover for his absence. <laughs> Uh, I love that line. He blew out his voice. Uh, Corey Graves later apologized to Ronaldo on his podcast after the bell. Uh, sources tell us that the announcer uh, wrote the tweets to play into the brand warfare element of Survivor Series and planned to bring them up on commentary the following night when he and Maro were calling a match together. Well, you know, all right, all right. let me stop right there real quick. If, if that was the case, Corey Graves, okay, if that was the case... Shouldn't you have, like, talked tomorrow and be like, hey, look, I'm going to put this tweet out during TakeOver and then feed into it so when we're calling a match in Survivor Series, we could play off of it. Don't script out what you're going to say, but kind of, you know, talk to the other fucking guy, man. I mean, isn't that, isn't that the right thing to do right there if you wanted to do that? Have everybody fucking informed? So I kind of, kind of call bullshit on that. Um... So anyway, uh, Corey Graves issued out his apology and whatnot. Um, at the At the end of it, he said it was not his intention; he would never intentionally cause undue stress, especially to a coworker, and he apologizes. And uh, as of uh, right now, I guess uh, Morrow has, has yet to return to social media after deactivating his his, his accounts. <sighs> Morrow Rinaldo, man, you know. Let's see how. I just, Morrow, bro, man. This isn't this isn't anything new tomorrow, right? And I know everyone, everyone in their fucking mom's brought. Oh, dude, Corey Graves acts like new JBL. Man, grow some fucking thick skin, motherfuckers. Jesus fucking Christ, really. You're going to fucking walk off the fucking job because fucking somebody said, hey, there's other, there's two other people on the commentary team. He didn't even fucking mention Morrow's name. He didn't criticize his fucking commentary. He fucking said there's too many fucking references that you're fucking making. There's too many uh, you're you fucking uh, there's other, there's two other people on your fucking team that could probably fucking talk as well. He didn't fucking criticize shit, man. Jesus fucking Christ. What I'm doing right now is fucking criticizing. Morrow, fucking grow a goddamn Perry, motherfucker. Jesus fucking Christ. Blame it on, on, on what what you got. You know, I'm sorry that you got that, dude. Okay? But there's other people I know out there, too, that have the same fucking thing, but they've never acted like that. You in the position that you're fucking in. You fucking you walk off the fucking job. And this isn't just because of fucking negativity kind of shit, either. I watched your fucking documentary, man. People fucking gave you a lot of praise and fucking positive feedback for the fucking Mayweather fight. And you did the same shit. So this tells me that you can't take any feedback. So you're just supposed to show up, do your job and fucking just, you know, you're fucking perfect. Your shit don't fucking stink, right? No, they don't fly with me, man. They don't fucking fly with me, dude. What I've learned over the past 20 years being being in the situation that I'm fucking in right now is I have come to the realization That there are some things in life that I can and cannot do. There are some things in this fucking life that I have to accept that maybe I'm just not fucking fit for. Right? That's not me giving up or anything. There's plenty of fucking things in life that I've fucking accomplished. With Morrow's fucking situation, his condition and whatnot, maybe he's just in the wrong fucking line of work, man. Or maybe just hop off of fucking social media so you don't have to see it. But to walk off the job? Get the fuck out of here. Grow some fucking balls. <sighs> fucking mama mia. Oh, over that shit too, man. I just... He's become a caricature of himself. I just can't... I just can't get into his commentary like I used to. I just, I, I just, uh, fuck them. All right. And it's probably all my viewership fucking leaving right now too, which is great. Like I even have fucking viewership. I don't give a fuck. I do this for fun. Anyway. So where we go? What do we got? What do we got? Oh yeah. Early Royal Rumble winners. I've got a list of uh, five men and five women who I think... Could be big contenders to win uh, their respective Royal Rumble matches uh, this January. Uh, I like the Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble's cool, right? Royal Rumble's good. It's good stuff, man. One of my favorite events of the year. you got 30 participants that come out at different timed intervals to be eliminated, thrown over the top rope. Both feet must hit the ground. You're eliminated until there's only one person left. And... um, Since 1993, the winner of the Royal Rumble has gone on to WrestleMania to challenge for a championship. So here are some of my predictions in no particular order, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so let me start with the women. Uh, I think Carmella. At this present time. Has a pretty fair chance. Of winning the Royal Rumble. She. um, I was one of the rare people. That enjoyed her title run. When she was the women's champion. On Smackdown. I thought she had a pretty good run. I think she really came into her own. Especially as a heel. She grew big time. As a, a character, and uh, this last year doing some stuff with our truth, especially with that twenty four seven championship, showed a different side of Carmella. So at this point now, we've seen a lot of different variations to the Carmella, Carmella character. She could be serious. She could be comedic. She can be a face. She could be a heel. She could be very appealing to a lot of things. And she's improved in the ring since her debut on SmackDown a few years back. So I think she's a very strong contender. Um, she's definitely, like I said before, uh, been to the top. So it's a she's a proven entity that you can give her the belt and she'll run with it and do some stuff. And uh, based off of what I've seen with how she was uh, portrayed uh, so far the last few weeks on Total Divas. Yes, I watched that show. It's interesting. It's a nice break from uh, traditional professional wrestling programming. Um, hey, man, everybody goes to the theater every once in a while for a good pop, popcorn flick, right? Not everything has to be fucking Schindler's List. Uh, Eurotrip was a good movie. I'm just fucking saying. So Total Divas is, is, is a nice thing to watch to kind of break a couple things up. But uh, I've noticed that there's a trend. Usually when Total Divas or Total Bellas you know, is on the air... There's always like one or two of the cast members that are portrayed in a certain light that kind of um, helps translate to a push on WWE programming. And I think with the way that they've done uh, Carmella, especially with like, you know, with with what happened with her and Corey Graves this year and whatnot and uh, some of the stuff that she's been through. um, I think that they they might feel comfortable with pulling the trigger on uh, on Carmella. So, she's on that list. I think Lacey Evans is on that list, too. She had a very strong debut um, that, that went right into a program with Becky Lynch over the summer. Uh, she didn't win the feud with Becky Lynch, unfortunately. I think she, she should have. Uh, I think she should have had a run with the belt by now. But she's over on SmackDown now. She was also part of the history-making match in Saudi Arabia with Natalia and they put on a pretty decent match, you know. Um, it wasn't the greatest of matches. You can tell they were just going through the going through the routine, going through, you know, the motion as they call it. But it was still it was a decent match. It's very history breaking, history making, history breaking, breaking the history, breaking the barriers, break it down. So yeah, I think Lacey Evans could be on that that short list of of women. They have a good opportunity of winning the uh, the Royal Rumble. Uh, Sasha Banks. Can you imagine if Sasha Banks wins and decides that she wants to take on Bayley if Bayley holds to the belt that long, right? And then Bayley's like, well, hey, wait a minute. We're best friends. And Sasha could be like, well, yeah, we are friends. But I have this opportunity and, uh, you know, kind of like maybe they should do something like like they did with when Batista won. Remember when Triple H was like, hey, I'm the champion over here on Raw. Once you challenge the champion on SmackDown and then like evolution takes over. It's like Sasha can win. And they say that she has a you know, she gets to choose who she wants to face, right? And uh and, and they can be like, Well, hey, what better way to dominate than Bailey be the champion on uh, SmackDown? Sasha can go over to Raw, get the belt, and then together they can work on getting the tag team titles and they just dominate the whole division. And Sasha says, "You know what? I like your belt. It's blue. Goes with my hair. I don't know, some some bullshit like that, right? It can make it. It can work. They can make it happen." Sasha Banks. Um, I think Alexa Bliss has a big chance of winning this thing. She's been kept away from the uh, the singles title for for quite some time now. I think it might be time for her to make a return to the top of the mountain that she rightfully deserves to be on. I am a huge Bliss fit, by the way, if you haven't already found out. Love Alexa Bliss. Phenomenal talent. She's definitely come into her own since uh, she debuted years ago in NXT. She's very, very comfortable on camera in any role that they have put her in. She has owned that role. And everything that she's been through, oh, sorry, just cracked everybody's ears there. Everything that she has been through over the last year has uh, has made it worth her while to win the Royal Rumble this coming year. And the fifth person on my list for the Women's Royal Rumble, Ronda Rousey. If if. If there is a time to bring her back, it would be right now. Have her win. Have her show up the next night on Raw. Have Becky Lynch come out. Right? Cut a promo on Ronda. Say, hey, look. I took the belt from you at WrestleMania. You won the Royal Rumble. Let's do this again. And you can have Ronda Rousey come out. and You can have Ronda Rousey say, hey, look. I get to you in a minute. But what I really want is I want the SmackDown women's champion. So that way she can go down in the history books as she's holding multiple titles. Something, I don't know. It's just top of my head. It's bullshit. <laughs> I was just trying to say Ronda Rousey would be a great, great person. Imagine she comes out as number 30. The pop, the pop when bad reputation kicks in op that you'd hear from the crowd would probably be crazy man so yeah that's my list uh, Alexa Bliss, Ronda Rousey, Sasha Banks Lacey Evans and Carmella okay who's on the list for the men's Royal Rumble we are about to find out that's right hey boo 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 okay wait a minute I want to show off my new uh, emotes real quick in the chat for those that are watching on Twitch. Hey, look at that. Championship belt. Got side plates and a center plate and everything. The Ring Scoops Championship, man. Yeah. I like to pop into random Twitch chats, and if I like what I see, I put all three emotes in there as the championship belt, and I declare that streamer the champion of the day. And it's gotten a pretty good reaction from people. People dig it, man. They dig the gimmick. They dig the emotes. And you know what? I get a shout-out and a plug out of it. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Now that I broke kayfabe and gave away my tricks to the trade, let's get to the men's list here for the Royal Rumble, possible winners of the Royal Rumble. Yeah. The Royal Rumble, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and like I said before, uh, no particular order, ladies and gentlemen. No particular order, no. Not gonna do it. Okay, uh, let's go with the obvious. Roman Reigns definitely has a huge, huge chance to win the Royal Rumble. There's uh, there's rumors that uh, they want uh, they who's they no pronouns WWE rumor has it WWE wants ha- to have Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt and have Roman Reigns get the Universal Title from Bray Wyatt. The Fiend. So Roman can probably win the Royal Rumble, go on to WrestleMania, beat The Fiend if The Fiend holds on to the belt. Um, Every year, this guy's name has to be thrown out there uh, just because of his size. Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. Uh, I think they should have pulled the trigger on that dude two years ago, but I digress. Uh, this is going to, there's a name that's going to shock you guys, but I, I really think that if they start right now and they start kind of building them up, uh, by the time Royal Rumble comes around, if you were to win, it makes sense and you'd get a good pop. Um, Andrade. And I, I think I said his name last year too. It probably said the exact same thing. If you start building them right now, Andrade man is, you ever, you ever see a wrestler for like the first time and you're just mesmerized. You're just like, Whoa, man, this person just looks amazing. And then the bell rings, the match starts and, and, and the wrestler starts performing and you're like, Whoa, that person is got, they've got, talent man they can get it done in the ring and they look phenomenal and then either they've got a mouthpiece that can really really run their mouth tremendously or they can speak very well for themselves and you're just like they've got the total package from the first moment you saw or her him or her saw them you ever had that I had that with Andrade first time I saw Andrade, especially with the pairing with uh, him and, and, and Zelina Vega, I said, man, now this is a package. These two together are going places. Now, I also did say, too, during the NXT run, that if Zelina Vega were to slow her pace down just a little bit, they would jump her up five levels. And the moment they made it to the main roster last year, she did her little week one. Week two going forward, you could tell somebody told her that. She slowed her roll down. And she has been phenomenal and damn near flawless since. Great, great package there. Zelina Vega and Andrade are just... They they got it. So I think Andrade, like I said, if they can start building them right now, could be a very strong contender to win the Royal Rumble next month. And there's a name there's a name on the list that I know a lot of you are probably gonna be like Cut it off, bro. Like cut the stream, you suck. Don't even fucking mention this fucking name. This dude sucks. She shouldn't even be mentioned in in anywhere near this discussion. And, uh, you know, I think for the most part, I would agree with you. However, this isn't just people that I think because of, you know, because if I like them or not, this isn't just a list of people that I want to win the Royal Rumble or that I'd be happy to win the Royal Rumble. I'm also including people that I think from a WWE logic standpoint, considering what they've done with the people or how they've pushed them or, you know what I mean? I take that into effect too. So that's why this person's on the list. King Corbin could possibly win the Royal Rumble. He um, he's been he's been given the push of a lifetime for a guy in his position. The last year, he had that match at WrestleMania with Kurt Angle. He won the King of the Ring. He had that feud over the summer with Seth Rollins. Royal Rumble's coming up, right? It's a continuous build. From a year ago today up to right now, he started here, and now he's up here. And it doesn't look like they're going to stop, which means he has to go up more. What's the next logical step for a guy in his position that has been given what he's been given so far? The Royal Rumble. Now, do I want to see King Corbin win the Royal Rumble? Fuck no. No. Not personally, no. There's a lot of other people I would I would love to see. I'd rather see fucking Rey Mysterio fucking win the Royal Rumble. All due respect to Rey. Uh, instead of King Corbin. I, I would rather fucking see um, Zack Ryder fucking win the Royal Rumble. So, yeah. But uh, the final name on the list... And uh, this is the one that I'm pushing for the most. I I, I I, think he deserves it. I I don't think anyone would be upset if he were to win. Um, I, I think with how things have been going as of late, I think he has a strong possibility of winning this thing. And that's Drew McIntyre. I remember I did a video about a year ago asking, does the WWE just hate Drew McIntyre? Because... They pushed him through the roof when he came back. And they put him on Raw. And then they forgot about him for a little bit. Then they brought him back. he did a couple little things with him. Then they buried him again. Then he had that, 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 that match, if you want to even call it that, on Raw with Kurt Angle. Where he just pretty much just gimped him. He was a made man. And then they just shit all over Drew McIntyre. Then he had the year that he had in 2019. But I'd say the last three, four weeks, Drew McIntyre has been on a... they, they, They put the fire under him real low. And you can see a couple bubbles starting to pop up. He's about to get to the boil. He's about to get to that level. So the perfect thing to do now is maybe in the next 2-3 weeks give him some very big wins on Raw over some top guys not even in squash matches have them be competitive matches and have him just get through them pick up the wins get him on people's radar get him on their radars and then you have this dude come out somewhat in the middle maybe a little more like anywhere between 15 and number 20 Right? Or the Royal Rumble. And he had this guy fucking win the damn thing. And Drew McIntyre goes on to WrestleMania. I would love to see that. I would love to see that. Well, we only got a couple of minutes left here. And I got one more thing left to talk about. So I'll just briefly get into that. Uh, WWE officially announced that former Intercontinental Champion John Morrison has re-signed with the company. This uh, news was, uh, was, was broke on WWE Backstage on Fox this week. However, this is not the first time that this news was officially broken. Uh, maybe officially in terms of officially from the WWE, yes. But back on September 26th, Mike Johnson of PWInsider.com had a report out there saying that John Morrison signed a contract with the WWE. But anyway, now that we got that fact out there, I can't wait for this guy to come back. I would love to see what he can do with the current roster that's in the WWE. What brand is he going to go to? Raw, SmackDown, NXT? What brand would you want to see John Morrison on? I would, you know, I guess he would fit in anywhere. I mean, look at the rosters. He would fit in anywhere. He's the kind of guy that can adapt his style. Uh, to whatever is around him, and then when he's in the ring with somebody, he actually has that ability that he can take his opponent and bring his opponent up to him, instead of him going to his opponent as well. He he can he can do either one. He can do either one. And there's a question here too, um, and I, I'm not trying. I'm not saying this to take away from 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 this person's talent at all. Okay, uh, but. With John Morrison being in the WWE and the way that uh, his wife, Taya Valkyrie, has been uh, uh, presented like an Impact Wrestling this past year and whatnot, and she's been elevated, right? Her profile has just been rising on the constant rise the last two, three, four years in mainstream uh, professional wrestling here in, in the States. Um, so I think just from her talent alone, she's got to be on the WWE's radar, right? But with Morrison being signed, and you know he's going to have the ear of some people uh, because of his experience and whatnot, and also being a former WWE superstar himself, right, and, and now back with the company, um, it's going to be easier access for him to get in the ear of somebody and be like, hey, take a look at Taya. So do you think anytime soon Taya is going to be uh, in WWE? Um, I WWE? I think the real question would be, would she want to? And if the answer is yes, um, which I I can only imagine, you know, I mean, why not, right? I mean, she's worked just about everywhere else. Why not add that if AEW doesn't want to pick her up? But that'd be kind of interesting too, right? I mean, it would kind of be like the Renee Young John Moxley situation there. Except it would be both, <laughs> both being competitors, not one being a broadcaster and one as a competitor. But anyway, I you know, the, the the possibilities are endless when it comes to uh John Morrison back in the WWE. Are they gonna do anything with him and the Miz? Are they gonna revisit that whole thing with, with the dirt sheet? Um, that could be interesting. Can you imagine it just you know, everyone's getting in the whole podcast game, right? I've been on this for twenty years doing podcasting. But everybody in the wrestling business, especially on that level now, are jumping on this whole podcast bandwagon. This is a popular thing to do. Podcast now, but twenty years ago, we were you know we were losers in our parents' basements doing this shit. Right? Nobody ever wanted to fucking touch us. But now everybody wants to take over the medium. Go figure. Fucking a. But um, you know, New Day's got a podcast. Corey Graves got a podcast. WWE's officially doing their their podcasting. You know, branding now. Uh, I think it would be great if Miz and Morrison did a podcast together, and they called it the Dirt Sheet. Um, I think God, those guys, uh, uncensored, unfiltered on a podcast would just be good stuff. I mean, they 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 did some good promos back in the days. I can imagine that they were, if if they had the 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 book for their own stuff, like a podcast, right? It'd be good stuff there. But, yeah, that about does it for, uh, for this week on you know, World Wrestling Radio, live right here on twitch.tv slash Guy and, of course, ringscoops.com. Um, next week, uh, it's, it's booked, but things could change. Card subject to change, uh, right? But um, so far right now, everything is confirmed. It's, uh, I'm going to have a special guest next week live on the air. We are going to talk with professional wrestler Davion Foreman, who works out here in Southern California. Tremendous young talent that is on the rise here in the world of professional wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. Davian Foreman, next week, if plans don't change, he'll be live on the show. And we will talk professional wrestling. We'll talk about the SoCal indie scene. We'll talk about what he's been up to. What does 2020 hold for this young man? Bright things, I'll tell you that. Davian Foreman, live, World Wrestling Radio next week, right here on the show. It's going to be good stuff, man, good stuff. I want to give a shout-out real quick to my buddy Adian, who was a special guest last week on the uh, holiday pre-taped edition of World Wrestling Radio. Adian, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Big up. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, that, yeah, that's it for World Wrestling Radio this week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Don't forget to follow Ring Scoops on social media: Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. All Ring Scoops usernames: Ring Scoops, Twitch.tv/slash Ring Scoops Guy, ProWrestlingTeas.com/slash Ring Scoops. And uh, yeah, we're going to be doing some giveaways pretty soon too, so keep an eye out for that. We've given away a lot of Funko Pops in the past. We've given away books, video games. Dude, I gave away WrestleMania tickets one time. I gave away a PlayStation 2 one time. Who knows how good I'm going to be feeling next week or the next week or two. What I might give away. What I might give away. Weeks ago, I almost thought about giving away WWE 2K20. Good God, I'm glad I didn't give that piece of shit away. (sighs) Try to get a refund on that with Xbox. I heard PlayStation was giving away refunds. I asked Xbox, can I add a refund? The game's broke. I only played it, you know, a little bit, little bit of time. It's broke. I can't play it. And they said, no, you can't because it was a digital oh, copy. I said, well, just revoke my rights to play it. Give me my fucking money back. The game, I, no, man, fucking Slammin' Jam's pretty much like killed because of that shit. The fucking kibosh on that, all right? Anyway. That's it for World Wrestling Radio this week, ladies and gentlemen. My name is the webmaster, Wade Needham, or That Ring Scoops Guy. As you guys can see right here, this t-shirt. That Ring Scoops Guy t-shirt. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Scoops. Go check it out right now. We got all kinds of good stuff over there, man. All kinds of goodies. on hot sauce on my burrito. Man, I miss that guy. Rest in peace. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time. Thank you. Good night. And be cool.